Peak Wealth Management proudly presents Finding True Wealth with certified financial planner Nick Hopwood and accredited investment fiduciary Jim Pilot. Nick and Jim believe by making simple, good financial decisions, you can retire with confidence. And now let's turn it over to your hosts, Nick and Jim. Welcome. Welcome, everyone, to episode 174 of the Trust the Plan podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Jim. And today's episode is sponsored by the, the new Retire with Confidence t-shirts. Yeah. You can get yours by subscribing and then notifying us. And Got tell it. us what size you are, too, because we don't know. Oh, yeah. Don't make us guess. Like if you're a medium <laughs> versus a large, I don't know. Yeah. Do you like a tight fit, you know, we need or to know. really baggy? I don't know. Yeah, that's we, a good point. Yeah, so you gotta gotta let us know, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, also, you know, ring the bell, share it, whatever. Yeah, share with your friends. They'll love you forever for turning <laughs> turning them on to us. That's right, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, so today we're uh, we're post spring break, right? Mm-hmm. Post March Madness. D- disappointing March Madness. We didn't. I didn't print a bracket <laughs> this year. You know? We don't even need to know the the results of March Madness. We know it was disappointing. Yeah, it, it was disappointing <laughs> in hindsight. Um, I don't know. Do you think Michigan State has a chance? Um, you know, they've gone far as I think they'll go. Yeah, they. I mean, they could make it. Maybe they win another game. Another one or two, but if they eight. win two more, then they're in the Final Four. Yeah, which is impressive. Who would they play, though? They're playing, um, mm, I, don't I don't know. know. Yeah, they didn't love I was kind of like tonight, you. Right? I didn't really do the bracket until my son was bugging me to, like, we got to do it. See who wins. You know, I feel like I'm a bad dad because I'm not grooming my children to be March Madness fans. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like a Fairweather fan. Yeah. You're only <laughs> only of Michigan. So were your kids all into the NIT this year? <laughs> not really. <laughs> it's hard to get excited. It's really disappointing when you're winning so many games by seven points with one minute left yeah. and you lose them all. And you just can't win one. Yeah. You know, it's it's ridiculous. Really I don't know is. what the deal is. I don't know <laughs> if it's just like coaching or you know, mm-hmm. bad luck or, you know, lack of backbone. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, Either way, it wasn't their year, right? It wasn't, no. So what are we talking about today? I saw a headline that caught my attention. It said, I'm 49 and I have nothing saved. Is it too late? And I thought, oh my goodness, how can you be 49 and have nothing saved? And then one of the first things I pulled out of the article said that one in four baby boomers don't have any, didn't even start saving until they were 50. And I thought that's a pretty big number. And yeah, I, so it, the boomers are like 70 right now, right? Like, yeah. I mean, it's a pretty wide, mm-hmm. it could be 60 to 80, I guess, you know, you could say. Right. Well, probably like 60 to 75, probably. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah, that's about right. About good. So that means that a bunch of them are retired, and those are the, probably the ones that saved early, mm-hmm. right? Right. <laughs> Or, or else they're having a retirement that they're not financially happy with, right? Right, not very secure. Those are bad stats. Yeah, and then even a third of those who haven't started saving at all uh, have no savings still. They still don't have any savings even after that. So it stood out to me because I'm such a believer in starting early. You know, I just, when I was a high school kid and starting to see that what compounding interest does over time, I just got hooked, right? And I knew got to start early you got to be consistent and save over long periods of time and seeing that number that some people get i mean you're in the third you know third quarter of your career at that point uh with nothing saved no planning done it was remarkable to me 
So uh, using the sports analogy, if you're in the third quarter with nothing, I can tell you right now, you don't even have to be a CFP. You're mm -hmm. losing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. losing the game with the analogy. Okay. And you can say I'm mean or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Like, <laughs> let's figure out a way to win the game. How okay. We, yeah. we want to win. And that doesn't mean someone else has to lose. Okay. It just means like if, if you want to have a financially re successful, financially rewarding, whatever, you have to put some work into it, okay? Mm -hmm. We don't have pensions like we used to. Social security is on the verge of cuts they're even talking about, right? Think about what's going on in France, too. Yeah, <clears throat> that's right. I just had my, my uh, Instagram reel. It mm -hmm. was like the best reel I ever did yeah. on the whole Paris thing. These guys are throwing their trash in the street because the garbage guys are protesting. Mm -hmm. uh, they're on strike, so they're right. not picking up the trash. So it's like, you know, you got a million people or however many millions of people living in a small area. It's right. a problem, okay? Yeah. Real problem because they, um, uh, you know, they're protesting because of the social security equivalent. The retirement age has been changed from 62 to 64. Mm -hmm. and so they actually changed that. I don't know how the, you know, the Congress works in Paris or in France, but it didn't require a vote from the legislator. It was like the president, like the, uh, mm -hmm. who's the president of these countries? Um, prime minister. Yeah, the prime minister just mm -hmm. signed it. And he's like, that's it. Right. People are not happy. But like, if there's no money, what are you gonna do, right? Right. So you're gonna either change the benefits, which they did, or they have to raise taxes. Taxes are already out of control. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're at 37% for, People in the top bracket, like over five hundred thousand or something, mm -hmm. like they're like everyone pays forty five percent over there. Mm -hmm. Okay, so like you could be, you know, on average income. I don't know, here paying twelve percent or twenty two percent, over there forty five. Still paying. Okay. Yeah. All right. So like, what do you want to do? Raise it to fifty? Like right. at some point, there's got to be, you know, the pendulum swings too far, right? Yeah. So that's my rant. Okay. <clears throat> Yeah, but, but it is a good reminder, right? We can't rely on Social Security to fund our retirement. <clears throat> you know, and even in that survey that they did, the bulk of the people in there said they know that their primary source of retirement uh, will come from their own personal savings, yet they've still managed to go this far without saving anything. So I found it fascinating, um, and it just got me thinking, like, so there's people listening probably now who either are in that same position and they know they're behind and they're losing the game and they need to know what to do to catch up. But there's also probably people listening who still have time on their side, you know, and this is the challenge to them to say, hey, now's the time, make your sacrifices today, put money away, you know, let it grow, let compounding help out. You know, we have clients like that, right? And their goal is to be super aggressive with savings all the way up to like 40. And then they know that compounding will take over after that and they'll have saved enough. And I think that's a, it's a great mindset, you know, to think about. It doesn't mean you stop saving necessarily, but getting a really good head start is... is yeah, you, you can just feel good that, hey, the I'm at halftime and I know that I have a huge lead, mm -hmm. right? That's right. a good feeling to have, we're even if you don't stop scoring, you know? Yeah, we're in yeah. a good position. We can yeah. keep playing I, hard. That resonates really strongly with me. Yeah, I agree. But I can also think of a client and I... We haven't talked about this client before the podcast, but I think that you'll know who I mean, mm -hmm. where he came to us with almost nothing, 
over age 49, mm -hmm. but good income, right, and was committed to making the change, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, maxing out the 401, husband and wife both maxing out, doing Roths, you know, mm -hmm. getting the more getting on a mortgage plan and and you know, understanding that they can't go hog wild with spending, mm -hmm. you know, and also delaying social security. So I guess if so it can happen it, it can be done, mm -hmm. right? So if you come to us with 40 at age 49 and there's nothing saved, you know, we're going to have to work really hard to get back on track mm -hmm. to play catch up, like full court press, hurry up offense, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But if you I think you immediately have to think about age 70 as mm -hmm. as like the best case scenario for retirement. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's husband and wife, age 70, social security, and maybe that can be a huge chunk of their retirement plan. Mm -hmm. But also that leaves us 21 years to pay down the mortgage to have it gone. Right. And 21 years to grow the portfolio. Remember Preston talks about, you know, when he started like two years ago, we did some calculations. Preston, what do you have to do to get to a million, right? Mm -hmm. And his calculations showed it was like $18,400 per year for 20 years gets you to a million mm -hmm. with average market returns. Right. So look, 49 to 70, yeah. you know, can you save 18,400 per year, get to a million and social security? Yeah. No debt. That, right that. now we have something we can uh, shoot for, right. something that we think maybe can work, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you kind of hit on a few of the things that the article mentioned as next steps, right? One of the first things it says to do if you find yourself in that situation is get control of your debt, pay off the debt. And I thought that was interesting because a lot of these articles don't talk about that, right? But paying off the credit cards, getting on a mortgage payoff plan, like we run those calculations for our clients all the time. How much do we need to pay today on the mortgage to get it gone? Yeah. The less you owe, um, the less you need to save, honestly, right? Because you won't need as much to live on if the expenses aren't there. You'll have to save That's more right. if you're gonna carry a mortgage into retirement. Yeah, and one thing that, that I, I really struggle with with this type of person is they probably don't have a house. Mm -hmm. And then they're really in trouble, okay? Yeah. Because, you know, with the story we just told, that mortgage payment goes away at age 70. But if you're renting, not only mm -hmm. do you still have rent payment, but who knows how high the rent could go. You lose control, right? Yeah, you, you, someone else is in charge. Expense, yeah. Someone else is in charge, right? That's a good point. And like, you know, we, we own some rentals, right? And mm -hmm. a lot of them, they're under market rent right now. So what do you think I'm thinking about? <laughs> yeah. They're gonna raise the rent, okay? Yeah. And look, I'm, I'm a nice guy, right? So it's like $25 increase right. per month, per year. But you gotta start moving in that direction. Yeah, it's like there's a lot of people that came in a few years ago at 9.95, right? Mm -hmm. Well now 9.95 is like, you know, you go through you know, build back better to 1200, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> so now, um, now they're at, you know, 1020. Right. Well, 1200 is going to take a few years to get to, but, you know, I'm going to get them there. Yeah. Okay. Start, start moving that direction. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the other thing is making sure you're saving. You know, we can talk about saving, but are you saving to the right places? You know, are you taking advantage of company matches in the 401k? Are you taking advantage of the catch-up provisions through the 401ks and the IRAs and the Roth IRAs? You know, mm -hmm. once you're over 50, you have the ability to contribute more and save more. So yeah. it will require sacrifice, but you know, that's the other way to, to speed up the process of saving as much as you can is making sure you're, you're 
really maxing out, right? Not just maxing to get the company match, but you're getting up to the IRS maximum contribution, which is 22,500 this year on a 401, plus the catch up for people who are over 50, which is another 6,500. So you can do as much as 30,000 a year. 30. If there's a husband and wife, you know, spout, that now, that's, now we're up to 60, yeah. right? So we can really start making fast progress. Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanna say here is, we might have the intention for these guys to work till 70, mm -hmm. but what if they get downsized? Yeah. What if there's a disability? What if there's an illness, an injury? What Very if, true. you know, there's something that prohibits us from working till 70? Yeah. Then, you know, it really falls apart. Right. And that's maybe something we can't control. Maybe we yeah. go back to health yields wealth, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know. There you go, yeah. Like, we, we have to take care of ourselves so we can be able to work this long, you right. know, if we have to. That, that's an excellent point. Most people think, you know, if everything goes as planned, right, some things would work out differently than they do in reality because we can't always work that long, We, you know, for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the last thing I thought was quite interesting is, you know, some people might be saying, well, that sounds great, but where am I going to come up with that kind of money to save for retirement? Um, and it's a side hustle, right? They said actually 50% of Americans have some sort of side hustle, right? Whether it's... really. A rental real estate, whether it's they sell stuff on eBay, you know, whether it's they drive for DoorDash or Uber, right? That's not glamorous, but sacrifices have to be made if you wait that long to start saving, you know. And they said the average income from something like that works out to about a thousand dollars a month. Well, now we're getting awfully close to two fully funded Roth IRAs. There you know, you go. yeah, it's found money. Mm -hmm. So. I thought that was an interesting statistic to hear that it's pretty common for people to have some sort of side business where they're looking to generate additional money. Yeah, 50% is much higher than I would have guessed. I would yeah. have guessed maybe like 20%. Yeah, I agree. But you're gonna count my rental real estate as me being part of the side hustle? <laughs> Doesn't feel like it's a side hustle, you <laughs> no. know? It's just like, I bought myself a pension. Or yeah. I should say the tenants bought myself a pension. Right. Right? Yeah. So I guess it is. But we could have easily invested in a real estate fund yeah. with the money, but then it would be a lot less because the tenants, because the leverage, right? You come into the rental with the leverage, the tenants right. paid off, you control more property faster using the leverage. So I'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But um, yeah, so looking at, you know, other ways to generate some money that you can save, you know, not that you can spend on something else, but so that you can save and, and get yourself ahead. All right. So let's, let, let us help you. Not be the, this guy, don't, 49. Don't be 49 saved. with nothing saved. Yeah. yeah. Take us out. <laughs> if you have questions, if you need a second opinion, if you find yourself in that situation where you need some help and you need to make some fast progress, reach out to us at peakwm.com. You can book online. Uh, we're happy to have a conversation, give a second opinion, and help get you on track. Until next time, we'll see you. You've been listening to certified financial planner Nick Hopwood and accredited investment fiduciary Jim Pilot on the Finding True Wealth podcast, sponsored by Peak Wealth Management. You can learn more about Peak Wealth Management by visiting peakwm.com or follow on Twitter at nhopwood1.